0: Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at the buglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Welcome to the Bugle Ashes Zoltzcast. Today we are looking back on day three of the Lord's Test and looking ahead to day four, and England's sensational victory in which they skittle Australia in the first hour and then chase down 280 to win in a mere 24.1 overs. It's going to be truly sensational. Uh, joining me to discuss uh, yesterday and today uh, is producer Chris, who missed yesterday's day three play because he was doing a charity bike ride 300 kilometers for no discernible reason <laughs> other than the betterment of humanity um welcome back chris and con- congratulations
0: thank you andy i, I was going for graham Gooch's 333 so tins of disappointment <laughs> um but that said i decided not to watch it obviously i had other things on so i'm relying on you in its entirety now right yesterday's play andy yeah fill me in
2: I don't want to talk about it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I really don't want to. T- nothing happened, Chris. No, no, no it, it, none of it. None of it happened. It was, it was, it was the greyest imaginable day. Um, it was old school cricket. Um, Australia just ground England down. It was cloudy all day. The lights were on. It was miserable. Everyone was depressed in the ground because of <laughs> England collapsing in the morning, losing the, their last six wickets for. 47 runs ben stokes out to the second ball of the day and and this that, that was almost the worst thing about it because we've become used to england cavalierly tossing their wickets away. And we think, well, you know, they're not far away from, from mastering this if they just rein it in a bit. And then Stokes, the second ball of the day, got a nasty one from Mitchell Stark, who uh, England, as they tend to do, it, attacked really hard on day two, and he'd gone for over six and over in his first, uh, I think it was 11 overs for 70-odd. The second ball of the day, it, for Stokes it must have been like being woken up by a chainsaw-wielding crocodile. It was a vicious ball, edged and... Pouched by the ridiculous Cameron Green uh, diving uh, to his right uh, at gully. So that was a bad start. Then Harry Brook looked like... I I don't know if he'd made breakfast for himself and instead of scrambling his eggs, he'd scrambled his brain by mistake. (laughs) But that seemed to be how he was batting. And we've seen the prodigious talent he has. He was on course... And he still could be on course to be uh, one of the fastest to 1,000 runs in test histories. Uh, Needs a 50-odd in the second innings to get there in just nine matches. But uh, it was a bad innings on day two, and it it went even worse on day three before he was caught flapping Stark to Cummins at cover. Then the tail uh, subsided. Johnny Bairstow came in, looked pretty solid for a bit, and then just planked one to mid on... Um, and then yeah, the tail just sort of disappeared. So it was pretty pretty bleak. And then Australia grounded out, old school, uh, two and a half and over. England uh, missed, dropped um, a drop to catch again, a hard one to Anderson at Ford Square leg off Kawaja that he probably would have expected to take. Then they got uh, they failed to refer an LBW of Labuschagne, although they did get him out soon afterwards. But it was it, England bowled quite well, but the whole day just felt kind of grey and gloomy. Uh, and we've seen a lot of kind of pyrotechnic kaleidoscopic, multi-hued cricket from England in the last year, but this was uh, one of the least good days that they've had.
0: I am now absolutely delighted I didn't watch it. Yeah, Um, good good
2: move.
1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. But can I ask,
0: like, like so? so for for me looking at it, I, I got the sense, and I think you imply it with with Brooks's tame dismissal. You say, but you also talked about Stark bowling like some something brutal. Honestly, how how much was this England throwing away? How much was this Australia going in to the morning knowing that they could almost win the game if they got that session right?
2: um it's always hard to put a kind of statistical number on that balance it was it was a bit of both australia bowled really well it's almost like when line went off they they sort of came up with different plans and and they worked and they they really sort of hammered it in into the pitch start was really good cummins bowled really well and he picked up the one wicket right at the end and then but they're losing two wickets to travis heads offspin well which is not terrible but, you know, he's not a world-beater. First-class cricket averages over 60 with the ball. A bowling spin in Australian first-class cricket is difficult even for specialist spinners. But even so, it was not ideal. And and you know, Ollie Robinson's clearly got talent with the bat. He got 100 on his first-class debut several years ago. He's had you know, innings for England where he looks like he really should be the kind of tailender that gets you quite regular half-centuries and he just took a massive flap at head and was uh, nicely caught behind by Carey Stuart Broad who took a who was batting in a much more restrained manner than than Broadian batting tends to go and got a really nasty hit on the on the jaw from a from a bouncer uh, but then he swept at at head and was out in the same over so well, as Australia lost two wickets to root and they were the sort of top order wickets England losing two wickets to head sort of balance that out and you think well oh, it's only tail enders but you yeah, know those tail enders just find some way to chisel out every available run a 60 deficit is a different yeah. game from a 90 deficit so um it was that was really disappointing uh for me and then uh yeah after that they think well it was perfect bowling conditions the ball was doing quite a bit there was lots of plays and misses a few little edges but they couldn't make that breakthrough in the openers again got past 20 overs
0: uh, can we talk about Usman Khawaja? I'd love you to tell me—is right. is, is he looking like the best batter in the world right now?
2: Well, well, it depends how you define best batter in the world. In that he best oh, is nah,
0: okay. How about that?
2: Uh, well, I think he's. Yeah, I think you can probably safely, safely say that. Um, just and it, it, he is also the most throwback batter in the mm. world at the moment. He's uh, since he came back into the Australian team, he's averaging nearly seventy, but he's scoring at I think forty-eight per hundred balls. Yeah. Which, I mean, might have been considered breakneck speed in the 1960s, but by modern standards, uh, it's you know pretty, well, let's say steady. And it's actually slower than he scored in the first phase of his career up until he uh, he last played in 2019 and then had two years out of the side before being recalled only when Travis Head got COVID in, in Australia and came into the Sydney test, scored two centuries. And he's played with this remarkable restraint and judgment since then and coming to England everyone said oh he doesn't move his feet properly he's going to get caught behind you know nick off to the slips as had happened in his previous two tours of England and happened in the world test final and he has played it so late and he's judged the balls to attack so perfectly it's quite hard to know how to get him out now while staying within the laws not just of cricket but also of the United Kingdom and um, and I don't know not breaking international law which is obviously quite trendy here in the, in the UK these days <laughs> uh, with our government Without Mafia involvement, it looks tricky. He's now lasted 711 balls in the series in four innings, one of them still going on. That's more than England's four longest-lasting players between them in the series, Root, Duckett, Brook and Bairstow, in 12 combined innings. has already faced the fourth-most balls of any player after two tests of an Ashes series in England... Uh, where balls-faced uh, are available. Leading the way, Bill Brown, in 1938, Chris, in the first two tests, faced 999 balls. Um, and I don't know if he got overexcited. I don't know if he counted balls-faced. <laughs> I imagine not. There weren't people with <laughs> databases checking these things. But maybe somewhere deep in his brain, there was a little worm that that uh, made him panic on the 990. Uh, 990- uh, ninth ball that he faced um david boone 724 in the first two tests of 1993 bob wilmer 794 for england in 1997 in the first two tests so kawaja could go yeah. second on that list today so that's uh, basically his average inning so far this series is 91 off 237 balls <laughs> uh, the rest of uh, uh, Australia are averaging thirty-one off fifty-four balls per, England, uh, per innings, and England thirty-four off forty-eight balls. So, if you take Kawaja out, England's winning. Essentially, uh, he's personally on two hundred eighty-one for three off one hundred and eighteen point five overs. Good start of anti-ballistics at uh, this this series. I mean, uh, over the last two Ashes series, the openers' collective average innings twenty-one off forty-eight balls for both sides. That's in England in twenty nineteen and in Australia eighteen months ago. Twenty one of forty eight. Kawaja currently uh ninety one of two
0: hundred and thirty seven. Wow. Okay, so 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 the difference uh, so far is largely Usman Kawaja and Marnus got out yesterday, I think for almost exactly what you described as the Australian average for th- for this series. Yes. So so looking looking to today's game, um you know Marnus with an average of fifty five odd is out. David Warner test average of forty five is out. They've got uh, Night Watchman Steve Smith in.
2: <laughs> well, of course, yeah. I mean, he made his debut at Lords in 2010 against Pakistan as a as a, a number eight bats uh, batter and, and and leg spin bowler.
0: So, so, so you know, he's obviously up the order at four today. Wonder, wonder, wonder yeah. what could happen there. <laughs> um, there's a couple of scenarios of how things could could go today, and I, I, I raise this because the. SM cricket era, as you describe it, has made these conversations more interesting because England do strange things in the third and fourth innings these days.
2: They do very strange things. Um, and also, the starts of the last two days on day two, Australia lost their last five for 77. England lost six for 47. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it uh, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's possible, Chris. It is possible. Uh, and also, as you say, this England team. I mean, that is the first lesson of the book of Basbalia: uh, Anything is possible, and this is a book that you, you must get close, close to your heart, uh, particularly when you're doing the post-match interviews and uh, you're a member of the England team or one of the England coaching staff and you have to flatly deny that anything has gone wrong. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, they could still get back into it. We thought they were out of it after day one. They ended up day two on top, and they ended up then an hour into day three having screwed that up royally. Um, so it's possible, you know, they could, you know, bowl if they bowl Australia out for even another 180, chasing 400 against India, mm. Edgbaston last year, chased 378, and they didn't just chase it. They absolutely demolished it with uh, seven wickets in hand. So, uh, but that was... I think probably a slightly easier batting pitch. I also had the, the the balls from last year that went very soft. I mean, this year, I think the batting conditions have been really good so far in the series. But there's still a little bit more going on. But no Nathan Lyon. Mm. You know, if they can get a good start, it's it's possible. But history says it's very unlikely. But that said, you know, a lot of England's biggest chases have been within... The last year and a bit since S and M cricket began, so they're not totally out of it, and they do do extraordinary things. But they looked, they looked very flat yesterday, and the, the bowling was it was good conditions. There were lots of false shots, lots of plays and misses, lots of edges, lots of very close LBWs. Stuart Broad's, I think, um, he might have done his longest ever celebr appeal, um, in which he ended up, I think, <laughs> five yards past past the stumps. Usually he ends up. Level with the batsman, or at, at, at most at the stumps. But this one, th- there were these strange lines that really irritated him while he was bowling. That I think Cameron Green had put down to show him where to take off to try and stop bowling no balls. And he painted these lines, and the got a broad complaint about them and painted over in green, green paint. But actually, he ended up one of his appeals at the far end by Cameron Green's take-off line, which I think might be a record length of appeal uh, for... Um, uh, it's, I don't know if they have tracking data on all these things. Uh, I think that would be something that that's, that we need to get in the cricket. He the must cricket get data. so The, tired the yards Eddie. of appeal. Well, exactly. It's adding. You know, he's what is he? Thirty six. Mm. You know, that's that's. I mean, he's adding to his step count. But I mean, he, the thing is, we we talk about Broad getting in these spells where suddenly everything clicks and he charges in and his legs are pumping and he makes the balls do things and the wickets collapse. And basically, he did that yesterday, but he just didn't get anyone out. So he was he did bowl really well. He was very unlucky. <laughs> Uh, just picking up on what you said about Marnus Labuschagne, they could have had him out on 16, he would have been LBW had England referred it, another fine ball by Broad, so that, I'm counting that as a chance, and uh, England got him out for just 14 more runs, he was caught for 30 off a filthy long hop, I've never seen Jimmy Anderson look less happy getting out one of the world's best players, um, uh, so he only added 14, and that was a rare example in this series of Australia not punishing England, for a missed chance I've looked at the runs after chance Which I think is a stat That should come into cricket yeah. In terms of the number of runs An individual has added After a missed opportunity Now clearly uh, that, That's partially relevant But it gives a bit of an idea Of how costly those misses have been Because you never know How a game would have Would have panned out uh, Had those chances been taken But uh, I make it that England's uh, batters Have been reprieved six times And Australia's nine That's including drop catches Um uh, wickets off no balls and unreferred LBWs Australia have added 350 for 9 from uh, those first drops so I'm not counting when Alex Carey was missed 3 times I'm just taking it from the first of those opportunities the runs he added subsequently England 83 for 6 so England are averaging just under 17 added runs and Australia 38 per missed chance and in a close fought series where really Kawaj's batting has been the only difference that has been another huge factor Great, well, uh, that brings us to the end of today's Bugle Ashes Zoltzcast. We'll be back tomorrow, and Chris will not have um, spent the entire day cycling 300 kilometres around the world. Um, How can people um, contribute to your fundraiser?
0: Uh, If if they go to my Twitter feed, uh, at Producer Chris, they'll see my increasingly delirious ramblings about what happened there, (laughs) including a link.
2: Great, Uh, there you go. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. May the cricket be with you. Ahmed.